It's the Daily Talk Show. Episode 69. Uh, you were just telling me you want some advice, Tommy Jacket. I need some um, weight loss advice. Well, <laughs> happy to help. No, it's actually, it, it's not for me. I, I'm okay, I feel, at the moment. Yeah. Um, but a friend of mine reached out to me. And he mm-hmm. said, um, mate, I'm fucking 102 kilos. Mm-hmm. I've blown out. Um, how, how tall is he? Like our our height, okay, six two, yeah, um, and he he should be hovering around eighty five. He he believes, mm-hmm. um, but we we caught up, and I was just listening to him, and I said to him, "Do you know Josh Jansen?" <laughs> <laughs> no, I said to him, "Dude, you got to stop being so smart. You yeah. have the answers to everything. Yeah, every reason." That you aren't doing something, there's a fucking answer for it. I said, you, like, why aren't you doing it? He's got the answer. Why he hasn't given it a go? Yeah. He's got the answer. Why he's eating shit food? He's got the answer. And I said, they're all the wrong answers. Mm-hmm. You need to shift the answer. And but I, but I was so fascinated. And, and it's like you've been through all that. Yeah. And you're very smart, and you you know what to do. And you know, it's like him. He knows what to do, but he's not doing what he knows. Well, there's been a transition in your thoughts thought too right so like for me i see the progress in your in your thinking which was how to reframe which mm. i think is more positive for him and actually would probably it's a it's an enabling thought right mm. rather than just being like mate you're just coming up with fucking excuses mm. reframing it to being like mate you you're too smart you're overthinking it is actually a really good language shift that i think would probably be a lot more positive and probably would, you know, personal trainers could take a lot from, you know, mm. um, because there are there are a lot of people who are um, super wealthy, super smart, whatever it is, and they still can't. Like I look at fucking Oprah. Mm. Oprah has everything at her disposal mm. and she still can't fucking keep the weight off. If Oprah can't do it. James Packer, also billionaire. Yeah. He's blown out. <laughs> It's annoying, isn't it? Yeah, because they could have a private chef. And so, uh, anyway, the conversation with this guy, I kind of, at the end of it, I said, who, who do you, you know, um, think about the person you want to be. Mm-hmm. And, you know, who is that? And what do you have to do to be that person? You know, having that, you know, that guy who's fit, who can wake up and go and go for a run or like, who is that person? You know, thinking about that. But yeah, it was just an interesting thing because have you, have you been through that where you're like, no, nah, I know I don't do it because I'm fucking lazy and I know yeah. that it's because this, this and this and then it's just like you've answered it, yeah. right? I think it's a, it's a matter of prioritization. Mm. It's, um, it's like what uh, your mate Craig Harper talks about, which is like, you're not time poor. You just don't give a fuck about this thing, right? <laughs> yeah, true. And so I think it's a prioritization problem. And I also think it's a proximity problem. Example being in Queensland, I couldn't fucking believe how many attractive people in one space. Mm. Maybe a bit bogan, but fucking attra- like super mm. attractive. And yeah, just like lean, tanned. It was ridiculous. Mm. And just the, you know, four or five days that I was there, I was already like I was feeling healthier, but I was making healthier 
choices mm. or wanting to make healthier choices. Is, is this a tourism Queensland ad? It is. This is this <laughs> is paying to, for the trip. Move to Queensland. Well, they need to do something after their com games fuck up. But the yeah, <laughs> yeah no. So I think that proximity plays a big part in it because it's like, what is it? What is it about this place that has? And it's it's lifestyle. There's a um, I forgot the exact name. It's like the Blue Mind or something like that. I'll put it in the show notes. It's the first time I've actually added to the show notes in a very long time. So it's going to create Other more than your PO box. Which is my PO box, which is fucking dormant. But no, the um, there's a TED Talk that talks about when you are at the uh, ocean, there's something that basically happens where all your anxiety goes away. Mm. And... Nason, my mate who's moved to Surface Paradise, feels it. I felt it. Mm. And so I think that partly it's if he's got a fucking desk, like if his priorities is work and he's working in a fucking tower in Melbourne or whatever whatever his job is, um, or you're in shit fucking, if you're in London, mm. it's going to be a lot harder to do those things than if you're in Los Angeles and every single day you fucking go home, you see people out running. and Blue all, sky, yeah. sunny weather, 25 so, degrees. Yeah. So I think that loca- I reckon location plays a huge part in this. But there, it gets to the, a certain point where it's like that either is a contributing factor, but it can't be the excuse. main factor exactly. or the excuse. Well, so I think that, and that's the thing. So you can, you can do things which will help it move towards one way. Mm. So for instance... If you, you know, there's that, um, I forgot what book it was called, but they, they would use the phrase excusitis. I think it's like um, one of the fucking like how to be great or fucking, um, I can't remember the exact one. I think it's actually from um, Eat the Frog, one of like a self-help type book, but excusitis, how many, like how many excuses that we apply mm. for not being able to do what we want to do and... Um, yeah, so I think that you can use those locations as a as a reason. But I think that probably what I've found is a good mechanism is saying, okay, so if I'm not near the ocean, I could easily say because I'm not near the beach, I can't fucking run, mm. right? But there are cho- we do make some choices and we prioritize some things. So if I'm choosing that I want to prioritize living in Melbourne, then one of the... Uh, effects of that is that I won't be able to run on a beach each day. So then you have to replace it with something else. So I think it's real like tapping into those excuses Mm. and realizing the empowerment in choice. So it's not like I'm stuck here. I can't do this. It's like I'm choosing to be here. And if I'm choosing to be here, then one of the things is that I'm not going to be able to run outside every day because the weather's shit. Mm. But then you create things around that. So it's a hyper responsibility. Yeah, it's it's about responsibility, and it's a, around realizing that is um, a choice. It was like a friend of I remember a friend of mine when I worked at the radio station. She was hating her job, and I said, "Well, quit." And she's like, "Well, I can't quit because I'm just about to, you know, I want to get this um, house and this mortgage and." Um, I don't know what else I would do. I'm like, mm. well, it sounds like you're doing the job that you have to do right now. And so it was reframing it being like, okay, if there's enough reasons to stay mm. and you're choosing to stay and make that, a th- it's not that you're trapped in this. Yeah. It's that 
you are realizing that at this point right now, the best thing for me is to be at this job. Yeah. And whilst it's not the future me or the thing that I want to be doing mm. down the track, it's the best thing right now. There's also the the people who are in shit situations and then if they actually start to apply the responsibility on where they are is because they've got themselves there and it's yeah. all of their doing. Yeah. But when they realize that what that it's been their responsibility and they're in a shit situation, it's depressing. It, that's when it's like, fuck me, I've just done this to myself. Yeah. And so I, I get that. It's hard. It, it's, but it's a first step. It's like awareness around anything is the first step to changing anything. Alcohol's, a, yeah, Alcoholics Anonymous. I'm sure like it's that same type of thing, right? Like for you to be able to make change, you need to realize that it's like that you've been the contributing factor, mm, right? Mm. Like if you're fucking blaming a boss or blaming a company, you can't fucking change that. Mm. But you can change your actions. So that's been, you know... That's definitely been my focus is on, okay, it's, um, and it's also micro choices too, I think that is the um, contributing factors to so many of these things, right? Mm. Which is like, it's the, uh, you need a mechanism to be able to, in a moment, be able to prioritize when you're, um, you might be low on fucking motivation Mm. and things like that. So having, having mechanisms so that even when you're fucking tired, you're still going to rock up and do the training mm. session or whatever it is. Fuck it. Yeah, it's hard. It's just, And it was hard. Like listening to my friend talk to me like this, it's like, fuck. It's, it, it seems so simple. Just start and do something because mm-hmm. you've done it all before and you've been a fucking ripped motherfucker. Yeah. But now you're just blown out and yeah. you're just being lazy. And, and it's like, these are his words. I'm being yeah. lazy. I can't be fucked. It's windy. Oh, I don't want to go out. I got a breakfast. I need to be at this thing. Yeah. Time. I'm too busy. But uh, you know, yeah, it's just all the story he's telling himself. And I think the other thing that helps me is there's someone with less resources, mm. less time, less money, you know, that is doing it. Yeah. There's a lot of fucking lean dudes in you know, Eastern Europe or something that's on 400 bucks a fucking month, you know? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. there's, it's, um, you don't have to be rich to be fucking healthy. Mm. And so um, I think that that is part of the thing as well, which is like, okay, um, what is 20 minutes out of you? I think one of the things is our, um, it's that all or nothing approach. It's mm. saying, okay, if I'm going to do it, it's going to be this huge scale versus small incremental improvements mm. which won't necessarily be seen um, visually so quickly but yeah. it's a lot more sustainable yeah yeah 20 minutes a day five days a week across a year is so much time yeah that you've invested but per day it's a, a minute amount there's a great book called um, mindless eating it talks about the psychology of eating and how these micro decisions impact our life. So it's he'll take something like if you have a Mars bar every week, it will equal to every year you gaining three pounds. Yeah. Right. So then you start working out those types of things and say, okay, well, then it becomes very easy to make those micro choices. If you start thinking about it, where it's like, actually, this thing here is going to be way more weight because you contribute it over a year. Mm. I think that can be powerful. Yeah. It's um, 
It's hard. I went to uh, friend, the Craig Harper. He did like a talk. Yeah. It's called Renovate Your Body, I think. And there was 90% women there. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them were overweight. And just, you know, him just, it was really, it was actually the day that I'd spoken to my friend about this stuff. That yeah. night I was filming the event for him. Mm-hmm. And um, everyone there was just struggling with this. Yep. And there was a woman who came and she walked up the stairs. And she sat down next to my camera. <laughs> She's severely overweight. Yeah. Struggling so much. And I, I like, it's probably not the right thing, but I felt sorry for her. Yeah. That she'd like literally done this to herself. Mm. You know, this sure there might be some you know, thyroid problems or, but essentially the, this was a woman seriously struggling. She was putting her hand up saying, I've just struggled getting weight off mm. and I, and what I'm getting at here is I, I looked around the room I'm like fuck there is such a journey for all these people individually because there's no one thing there's no like one fucking you know like I'm thinking about my friend's mindset and then all these other people have their own unique stories and mindsets yeah. that they all have to go down it's like it's a fucking journey yeah and it's also um, it's a personal journey and it's yeah. one that so like uh, my mate Nasan wants to lose weight. He's got a few health things like sleep apnea and stuff like that, mm, which fucking hard. makes it hard in regards to like just quality of life. Tired as yeah. fuck. And so, you know, we we went for a, we were walking along the beach. I was like, well, do you want to just try a little run? Let's do a kilometer. Mm-hmm. Let's just try a kilometer. Um, and it was fucking interesting going through that. Um, that process with him i i wish that i could be there every day to be that force to be out because when it's when it's the first step i don't know it just feels so easy to be like nah man i can't do it anymore and he ended up doing that he he jogged the mm. whole k like we did you know a seven minute kilometer which you know on my own i'd normally be doing six so seven k is like it's fucking good seven you know k. Uh, seven minute K, mm. it, you know, it's it's a it's better than a walk. It's a jog, and um, yeah, but it was it was interesting where he did it. He felt great doing it, and those moments that he he was going to stop. You know, there was probably three moments through the whole thing. Yeah. Um, I some of the things that I f- felt were helpful were let's just, let's just keep going to this flag like it's so fucking psychological it's yeah. all about like it's like dealing with a baby right like say with Bodhi well he might wake up any minute he's in the other room yeah well it's like that radical radical shift right where you say okay um I think over here like it's 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 that sort of what do you call it? like distraction, distraction. Yeah, yeah it's just yeah. creating a distraction and that's literally what it was like on that run where I'm like we just got to go to this flag. And then as soon as we got to that flag, I'd be like, okay, we've only got 300 meters now. 300, mm. like that's fuck all. You park your car 300 meters away. Let's just keep keep running. Mm. Um, but yeah, I just, I remember when I was a, um, you know, in a footy team, it's uh, when I was, you know, high school. Nostalgia alert. Nostalgia alert in Devil Hills Footy Club. And um, that was a fucking huge struggle because so much of it is attached to identity. Mm. So it's like, I am the fat kid. I'm not meant to really be a good runner. And um, we take, I think we take those physical signs. So like, you know, lack of 
you know, breath and all that sort of mm. thing as reasons why we can't do it. Mm. Like, oh, like I'm not designed to be able to do it versus it's this thing that gets better. Um, Craig talks a lot about an emotional tipping point mm. in most things, you know, weight loss especially. But it's like the emotional tipping point could be being shamed by somebody yeah. publicly or it could be having a marriage breakdown mm-hmm. because of many things. And so, that it, it kicks you into gear. And it's so, it like, it definitely happens. Have you had one of those tipping points? Well, I think that we've spoken on the podcast previously. We call it the crucible moment. Mm-hmm. And it's the it's the rock bottom. It's it's the, you're needing to, to go to rock bottom or having something extreme happen in, t- happen in your life to then get a new perspective. So, for a lot of people, that might be, um, you know, it, a real uh, health is a huge one, right? Where it's like, I had a friend who um, had some health issues after she had a baby, and that was enough for her to reframe everything. Like when you nearly fucking die, yeah. All of a sudden, you start to ask, like, what is important in a real way? For me, um, nothing specific comes. Comes for to your mind. weight loss, I mean. Yeah, for for weight loss, I think. Um, oh, your back! You fucked your back. You yeah, had to start yeah, walking. yeah, yeah, yeah. So the back, absolutely. The back was my back was the number one thing. So it would have been mm. actually looking at the specific moment. It was being in. I think it was like Frankston, having gone to a sports doctor uh, after getting my uh, MRI done, and. Uh, mum waiting in the car as I tried to get into like trying to like move Mm. slowly to get into the car and um yeah real like it not being really good news in regard you know being told you know there's a 80% chance that you're gonna need surgery in three months and surgery isn't guaranteed to help Mm. so that was feeling pretty fucking um I was feeling really down then and I think I was like, okay, so if it's the difference between walking and having this fucking instant gratification that is food, I'm just going to just reduce what I eat. So I like lost, you know, in the course of a a few months, a couple of months, lost 10 kilos and then just iteratively went down, you know, it went from 110 down to 100 and then over, you know, four or so years went down until where I am now mm. um, I just saw one of my old PT clients in the supermarket yeah and I avoid him like the plague yeah he's 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 a he's an interesting character yeah owns a um, cafe around here yeah but when he used to come see me fuck he was so lazy he was like he ended up sometimes just rocking out like oh, I don't have my gear but I'll pay you <laughs> so I took his money because he fucking <laughs> Had uh, had a prime time slot, and yeah. I and I um, took his money. But anyway, he's literally, I double did a double take. Yeah. He wasn't even that overweight. Maybe fifteen. Like you can hold fifteen kilos on your body, mm. and and just be looking a certain way, you know. But it's like it. You don't you you don't look like you're severely obese or anything. But he would literally be fifteen kilos lighter. Mm. He looks like a different dude. But I know he went through a divorce, yeah, and I know he lost a lot of weight when and was probably a, a, I'd say it's one of those emotional 
you know, it's hard yeah. on you. There's many yeah. things going on. You sh- everything shifts. Yeah. You should either stop eating because yeah, yeah. you're stressed. Wait, so he's, he's lost a lot of weight? He's lost so much okay, weight. Yeah. I think that maybe he got a PT that just wouldn't accept his money. <laughs> <laughs> but I think um, the other piece to this is I think that we, you know, mind the pun, we give too much weight to our weight as well. Like, so I think what weight does is it's a um it's a it's a sign mm. of other things right so i think it's a sign of uh not mo- it's a it's a uh, uh what's the word it's an outcome mm. of multiple factors so it's moving like how much you're moving how much you're eating all of those types of things which are all these other points where it's like if you're so we so I think that's like the interesting part too, where it's like I actually don't think it's necessarily the the weight is part of it, right? Feeling like you're um, lighter is a good feeling, mm. but the other thing too is being overweight is a sign that you're not moving enough and you're eating too much, and those two things are like an important part of happiness. So the thing is that even if you're not um, at the weight that you want if you can just go and move more and eat less without even thinking about that outcome, mm. that's actually maybe where the happiness lies as well. Mm. If that makes sense. So even taking weight out of it and being like, okay, I'm not moving it. Like this is a sign that I'm not moving enough. Mm. Yeah. So I've been thinking about this question. Do you, can you be happy being obese? And obese is the technical term you know like it's a, a, a obese just doesn't mean you're fat obese means it's a, according to a yeah. measurement based around things it's, it is what it is I, I guess i would ask what is happiness yeah well i think um yeah i guess it's a broad thing if you're going to break it down well so if you bro- i think if you actually break it down i think it's like okay um okay for, i guess when it's relating to someone who is who has a weight problem well, so I think that that's part of it, right? If it's a, if you call it a weight problem, then you've inevitably already framed it up as a well, negative thing. Okay, weight is a metric and uh-huh. it's, okay, your body's holding more fat than it needs because mm-hmm. essentially body fat on you is energy being stored. That's all yeah. it is. Mm-hmm. It's your body conserving energy into the fat stores for potential uh, food crisis. Yeah. yeah. But... You know, it's like obviously someone who is overweight, you're seeing a result of them making some less optimal choices for their body. Yeah. And so I guess when you say, you know, if you're not to look at it, it's like, okay, you, when you were at your, your heaviest yeah. and number doesn't matter, yeah. you were... Well, yeah, I can only talk... So my personal experience, I can't feel happy if I'm overweight because it's it's leading to all of those other things I spoke about, which is like I'm not moving enough, I'm not doing all those sort of things. Yeah. I think that from a broader perspective, if we take culture out of it, if we take out cultural perception, yeah. if you're a um, – maybe it, it doesn't matter as – like so say for instance – if you are a um, if you are a seventy year old Greek man living in Greece, do like I know when I travel or whatever, you'll see 
you know, different like nationalities and the older mm-hmm. dudes and they've got a big belly and yeah. stuff like no that. No worries. Yeah. Like, so chill in yeah, Greece. They, don't, they probably don't give a fuck. So like for, yeah, relax. Yeah, so I think from a happiness point of view, like if they're not applying these cultural expectations around this is how I should look mm. um, or this is what it's going to mean for me to be able to, for me to fucking do my job at mm. the right thing. Like if you're fucking playing cards, <laughs> you know, drinking and if you, grappa. Yeah. Like it's a, uh, is that Italian? Maybe? It's no, a, grappa. I think it's, don't fucking know, but it's a different world. So I think that it's, um, it's a loaded question. Cause I think there are a lot of people who are trying to fake it. And saying, yeah. okay, I am happy. Yeah, and I'm happy fucking, in my skin and I'm yeah. overweight and I know it. Yeah. You know what it is? It's a fucking new idea question. It's a magazine, Who Who Weekly. Yeah. You'd see, can you be happy when you're overweight? Yeah. I could imagine that. But I, I thought about it the other day and I thought, um, regardless of knowing who the person is, mm-hmm. it's like having a car that's running poorly. Your body is the car. And if the engine is, it has, you know, fucked oil in it and it's got the wrong fuel going in and it's, and it will function like shit. Yeah. And that's a human body. Anyone who is out there, regardless of happiness is yeah. like the car when it's running optimally because your feet, you're putting the right things in, it will be a better experience. And I think for humans and our bodies, it's like, I know I don't do it. I'm not, I don't fucking feel my body like I should all the time. Yeah. But I know when I do, I feel so much better. What if we take that analogy yeah. and we extend it to this? So it's, you know, <laughs> I know, you can have an, yeah, a go to, now to a metaphor. Go. There we go. This could no, be better than mine. Yeah, no, no, no. So taking that car analogy. Yeah, I knew I'd get you in with this. So the, <laughs> the, the idea is like, so your assumption is that the, the main uh, purpose of the car is to drive. And it's to to go somewhere. That's life. Yeah. So, for instance, well, maybe that's a function within life. But what about this? What about if your car is actually one that's for fucking like uh, that's not about driving around, and it's about like uh, being on shows or fucking like or having like a luxury car, which you don't drive that much, but you look at it, you can appreciate it, and all that sort of thing. So it's the difference between someone who's fucking. Uh, moving around every day because they're going mm. to their job and the Greek dude who's sitting, he's not really moving that much. He's playing his cards. It's a slower lifestyle. He doesn't need to drive fucking 100 Ks. So he's not necessarily going to see the effects that it's having. It's like if you don't... But fucking- he will. Have you been to Greece? The fucking hills there. <laughs> As soon as he, he has to walk from the card shop back to his house, yeah. he's had to tackle a thousand steps. And so I think that definitely there are moments where if you don't drive the car at all, the oil starts to... Fu- everything starts to fuck up. You need to move the car, yeah. right? But you're not, necess- not going to notice that in its when it's parked. Mm. So he's not... Like him sitting around, he's not necessarily going to feel it. But to your point, every time he wants to go to a fucking new car show... He's got to move. He's going to feel it in that moment. And so it's the friction. If, you know, we've spoken about friction before, but him him having to move, if he has to move, mm. that's going to be a friction point where it's like, I'm carrying too much stuff, mm. right? Whereas if you are, you know, if, 
if you're a car that's got all you know a boot full of fucking concrete and super super heavy will you notice it if it's parked no mm. but as soon as you move as soon as you have the friction point you're going to start realizing it yeah so it's we, almost we like, all have to move though i know it's like yeah, so we do we so don't need, i think not that, everyone needs a yeah. sports car so for i their think life. that that's the thing so 90 99 percent of cases it's 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 the happiness is obviously going to, going to be attached to your weight of obviously i've realized that psychologically people think differently mm. i know that there was um uh there's some studies around inflammation and depression mm. and so being overweight creates inflammation mm. which would then potentially what some of these new studies are saying leads to more likely having mental health issues as well mm, crazy. so i think for the most i think that using using it as a get out of free card or saying like um saying that i'm fat and happy mm, yeah i don't know i think for the most for most people it, it's a pri- prioritization point of view so they're what are they actually prioritizing at the moment it's probably very fucking small maybe if you're an editor and your job is you're editing films and you're fucking overweight and you're sitting and you're doing all that stuff but there's a nut like you're getting so much fulfillment as an editor and so much fulfillment doing that that you don't actually necessarily like going outside and all that sort Mm. of thing maybe that works there well i mean the the body's allowing you to do that thing that's the editing bit and yeah. so that's why moving it and fueling it properly will allow you to do more of it and I guess that's we're, we're simplifying it to the sh- to the nth yeah. degree but it's like there is no doubt that optimi- treating your body and optimizing it yeah. helps you live a life that you can then be happy you know because like, for me I don't think it's like literally pushing a, a barbell from my chest doing a bench. Yeah, it's is what just makes like moving it's it's moving around but I think the other thing is it's like um I've been thinking about fucking you know we're talking about fruit salads. Been thinking about fruit yummy, yummy 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 fruit salads. No, I've been thinking about the practice of fucking ha- buying produce. I fucking rarely mm. buy produce. Like it's I'm I'm either going out to dinner. With you changed your middle name to Uber Eats, didn't you? Exactly. It's <laughs> Josh true. Uber Eats Jansen. I, I get ten percent off on everything. No, but um, <laughs> so that but that is that's been something from the whole Queensland experience I've been thinking about, which yeah. is like, um, it was actually where it came from was my mate Nasan had a bag of dried mango, right? Fucking delicious. It was from Costco. And you look at it like the second ingredient's sugar because oh. they like powder it or whatever. And then the fruit being dried yeah, means yeah, yeah. the sugar content increases. <laughs> yeah, it was so fucking good. I'd been eating yeah. it like um. it was so delicious. But um, it made me think, I'm like, you know what? How much more do I enjoy this versus just eating the mango? I'm like, actually not that much. Like I fucking love the mango just as much. And I think that sometimes I think we've we've started to confuse things. So we mm. like, we demonize fucking fruit and shit like that. Whereas I reckon, I don't reckon there's that many fat cunts that are eating fruit and that's the reason that they're fat. You know <laughs> what I mean? Of course not. No. But I think that we've created a world where that's almost like the, that's the thing. Yeah. So I think that... Yeah, fruit's not your problem Yeah, if you're eating fucking Cadbury yeah. 700 grams a day. Yeah. Like, yeah, spot on. Yeah, and it's it's, um, it, it's 
it's adding more calories to your already over the top calorie intake. Yeah. But it's like, yeah, it's like the six meals a day. It's actually, they say that it's not the six meals a day that's making it, but it's like the choices that you make when you know you have to eat six meals a day. You're not going to fucking eat six lots of McDonald's a day. Well, yeah, it's about structure and... Um and this is where those keystone habits come in. So there's um, The Power of Habit, a book talks about keystone habits. It's those small mm. habits which then lead to bigger things. So me drinking a litre of water in the morning means that I wake up, I don't go on my phone, I go get a glass of water, mm. I then need to piss, so I'm moving more. So all of these things, I, d- I feel fuller. So all mm. of these things lead to bigger things. So keystone um, keystone habits are a, a big part of it. But just finally, there's there was another study that was done where, and um, Tim Ferriss talks about it in his book, Four Hour Body, where there was uh, two groups of people. Uh, one group just ate normally, did their normal thing. The other group was told to take a photo mm. of their food every time they ate. They weighed everyone and they were like losing weight. Like the people who took photos lost weight Mm. so that keystone habit of just taking a photo of your food was enough to be mindful Mm. because we always underestimate how much we're eating and overestimate how much movement we're doing Mm. so if you think that you're doing so many times i'm like fuck i've done ten thousand steps for sure you're looking at seven thousand so that's Mm. that's a real consideration uh, the um there's i mean a habit saying new like form new habits Mm -hmm. is like what what's behind that is like you need the strategy and a strategy could be those photos or a strategy could be writing everything like creating a josh diary which is your movement your food the water intake your mindset what you're feeling like and yeah that's a strategy to sort of decut was it d Mentalize your life. Yeah, but I think the thing is you can't have too many at once. I think we try and do too many things. Yeah, taking photos, I um, think, would work for a lot of people. Yeah, but it's the other Just thing. Just don't fucking post them on Insta, right? <laughs> Keep them to yourself well, the, or the send other, them to your mate. The other thing is it's like if you're... Um, uh, if you're wanting to start a healthy habit, actually have a physical fucking calendar where you cross it out every single yeah. day. Yeah. And that process... Once you, st- once you get four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten days, it's like the daily talk show. There's no fucking way that we're going to miss an episode in our 70, in the 70th episode, right? Or 70 seconds, because it's like we've fucking done it. Like we've actually, we've created this habit and it's cemented now. It's an yeah. expectation that we have for ourselves. And there's no, like, we even, we can not talk for half the day, but we still know that at some fucking point that mm. commitment's happening mm. because we've said it and we mm. haven't had these days where it's like, oh, it's too hard. Mm. Um, so, yeah, we've uh, managed to riff on that for a while. It's a daily talk show, everyone. Yeah. The most um, sane conversation between you and I about health and fitness. Was that was that a goal of yours, do you think? Did you come yeah, into yeah, this being yeah. like, yeah. I want to have Only because I wanted your advice on this stuff. Because yeah. I was, I definitely feel like, the conversations as much as it's like I've been frustrated in my life with speaking to people um, that aren't serious about losing weight mm. or you know you, you know how you can be frustrated with somebody yeah. talking about their, their weight loss journey but not even just weight loss apply it to anything yeah apply it to business apply it to you know people saying I'm not fuck I've got no work it's like okay how many people have you contacted today yeah, yeah, yeah. like I can get real fucking mad about that and so I think 
a level of empathy with these sorts of things. So I think restructure, reframing things to actually be a positive mm. where it's like, okay, what is the positive attribute that's stopping this person doing this mm. thing? Um, and how can you actually use it? So if they're too, if they're overthinking it, then what is the mechanism? So for instance, the, uh, the thing around blood tests and stuff like that, like you don't need a fucking blood test. Like if that is going to be the thing that's going to help them, if that's going yeah, to create yeah. a crucible moment or if that's going to um, make them feel, you know, it's like wearing, um, I find when uh, I get a new pair of glasses, a bunch of things change. Like smarter? Keystone, yeah, definitely smarter. Keystone, <laughs> like it's almost, it's not a keystone habit, but it's a fucking like, it's a it's a tipping thing that happens where it's like clothing changes naturally. Yeah. Uh, fucking my weight, because I'm like, when you buy glasses, they're sort of for a certain frame, you know, sort of face shape and shit like that. I just know, like, it's a confidence thing. It is literally yeah, yeah. like, what is your Adderall? You know, we spoke about this the, the other day, but it's identifying like, what's the thing that's going to give you the confidence to do it? Mm. Because it's the only thing that's stop- what's stopping you isn't your abilities, it's your confidence in your abilities. He said to me, this is my friend again, um, oh, you know, I was thinking maybe I'd take a photo like before. And I was like, if that is what you think is going to help you, do it. Yeah. So whatever you're thinking, do it because... It, there's a chance it will work because you've thought it up or at least you're going to... Yeah, it's like but It's also that excusitis type of thing, right? Like if that's the thing, like I would never criticize someone who's taking a step that is the one that's moving forward. Yeah, if yeah, you need yeah. to buy the shit... Like we know that buying runners, buying fucking equipment isn't the answer. But if that's the thing that they... If that's the fucking barrier that they're giving themselves, let them... like let them remove every single barrier. Yeah, exactly. And then work it out. Like buy the bike, but do whatever you need to do and then have the mindfulness to say, did that actually fucking help in the yeah, end? Yeah. But it might be the thing that triggers to say, okay, like I've got no excuses now. I'll tell you what, you didn't need to spend $1,800 on this audio gear, but fuck, it sounds good. It's great. It's great. It's handy as fuck. All right, everyone, it's The Daily Talk Show. <laughs> Hi at thedailytalkshow.com or send us uh, your physical mail, PO Box 400, Abbotsford, Victoria, 3067. Bye.